welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life and all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? In my tradition, we celebrate the full moon for three days and the new moon also for three days. And as I prepare for tonight's full moon work, I'm reflecting on a full moon ritual that I um, experienced a few months ago and I wrote about on my blog. And I decided to share it here as well. On this previous full moon, I had come from a period of time when the universe, the deities, the ancestors, the spirits of place had clearly shown me that a phase of my life was over. And I needed to mark the end of that phase so that something new could begin to emerge. And so I decided to do a ritual of breaking, breaking old patterns, breaking the old container, shattering the rut I was in so that something new could take root in the aftermath of the breaking. I had planned to break a clay vessel and this clay vessel had actually been gifted to me when my son was just born. His birth was extremely traumatic and we both nearly died. And the gift was a Native American woman carrying her baby on her back. And I had always loved this clay representation until a few years ago when I did some research on the artist and realized it was a white person who had made this figure of a Native American woman with her child and sort of passed it off as Native American art. I still loved the person who gifted it to me and I understood her sentiment, but this was part of the pattern I'm so wanting to break. These little indiscretions and these tiny overlooked incongruence that creep into our lives, that hold the seed of something so much more damaging and dangerous. And so I brought the clay vessel, the false representation of what it is to be an artist and what it is to be a mother. I brought it to my altar for breaking. I have a ceramic pitcher that I use 
to water my plants with my moon blood every month. So it's become a sort of sacred container for my own magic. It is much larger than my clay vessel, very heavy and sturdy. And I had planned to use just the edge of it to crack the clay vessel symbolically so that the, the power of my womb blood and my magic and my lineage, the reclaiming of my lineage would be the medicine that would break this old pattern represented by the clay vessel. I struck the clay figure with my pitcher as part of a much longer ritual and the clay figure showed no impact at all. Meanwhile, my pitcher broke in my hands. The breaking of this sacred vessel sent this ripple of energy through my body. It felt like a sacrifice that this pattern would not break that easily and that I needed to sacrifice something to, to truly close this chapter of my life. A moment of grief washed through my body at that time and the gravity of the symbolism of that encounter was just sort of reverberating through me. I reached for a large piece of quartz that we dug from the ground here on, in the sacred grove. And with that piece, piece of quartz, I smashed the clay figure and placed it under the full moon to release the energies into the night for transformation. That broken pitcher remains on my altar even now, months later. And it reminds me to ask the question, how have I used my own lifeblood and power to support old patterns? And how will I use them to break old patterns? How have I broken my body in the process of maintaining these patterns and in the effort to break them? Have I asked too much of this sacred vessel and the work I've done for change? Is there another instrument I could be using other than my own precious body and feminine lifeblood that is calling to be invoked in this work now? The symbolism that my vessel broke, but the quartz held strong shows me something really important. The quartz belongs to this land. It embodies focus concentration, wisdom, and the ability to amplify. It seems to me that the message here for me was that there needs to be more focus, more strategy, more wisdom, and more amplified collective power at my disposal for the kind of pattern breaking that I want to be doing. It also helps me realize 
that sometimes things have to break. And in the breaking, there is a release of wisdom and essence. When the clay figure did break, it released a stagnant and oppressive worldview that I am so ready to outgrow. When the pitcher broke, it released this naive idea that this one body, this finite animal body that I inhabit should bear the brunt of changing the world by itself. It awakened me from the dream that I can give my blood and my life force and my trust and my efforts and just expect it to work out. That I should just bleed for people and everything will be fine. That is naive. It's part of my conditioning. It's um, a way I've been indoctrinated as a woman to just bleed for others, to give this vessel to the needs of others, to break my body for others. But that is part of the pattern I am breaking. Instead, I want to cultivate wisdom and strategy and to safeguard my own life just as I work to protect the lives of those I cherish, human, plant, animal, water. The sacred clay vessel of my body is just as important. As we move through life and as I get to midlife, I realize that time and experience here on this planet can make us wise or it can make us bitter. And we must choose Quartz amplifies whatever energy we are already carrying. I choose to amplify wisdom and kindness and skill, not resentment and martyrdom and bitterness. When I'm in these places of grief or stark realizations or crossroads or really just any place at all, if I'm being honest, I find so much solace in poetry. Poetry reminds me that I am never alone and that deep thinkers and deep feelers the world over have been turning over these same questions and quandaries in their minds and in their hearts. And as I revisit this broken vessel experience, I am finding comfort in a poem from To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. Here's the poem. It's called For Someone Awakening to the Trauma of Their Past. For everything under the sun there is a time. This is the season of your awkward harvesting, where the pain takes you where you would rather not go. Through the white curtain of yesterdays, 
to a place you had forgotten you knew from the inside out, and a time when that bitter tree was planted that has grown always invisibly beside you, and whose branches your awakened hands now long to disentangle from your heart. You are coming to see how your looking often darkened when you should have felt safe enough to fall toward love. How deep down your eyes were always owned by something that faced them through a dark fester of thorns converting whoever came into a further figure of the wrong. You could only see what touched you as already torn. Now the act of seeing begins your work of mourning, and your memory is ready to show you everything. Having waited all these years for you to return and know. Only you know where the casket of pain is interred. You will have to scrape through all the layers of covering, and according to your readiness, everything will open. May you be blessed with a wise and compassionate guide who can accompany you through the fear and grief until your heart has wept its way to your true self. As your tears fall over that wounded place, may they wash away your hurt and free your heart. May your forgiveness still the hunger of the wound so that for the first time, you can walk away from that place, reunited with your banished heart, now healed and freed and feel the clear free air Bless your new face. John O'Donohue writes extensively about this kind of alchemical healing. This medicine of coming with tenderness to our broken places and letting those broken places apprentice us to a new way of being alive. John was an Irish author and I had the honor of visiting his grave during my Irish pilgrimage. His grave is on a craggy sort of winding coastal road in County Clare. From one side of his grave you see the rolling hills of the county and looking in the other direction you see the ocean um, on the west coast of Ireland. And we went there by surprise. Our guide didn't tell us we were stopping there. It was a little surprise gift to the group. So I didn't have anything to leave at his grave, a vessel to hold my gratitude. However, while I was kneeling at his grave and thanking him for the ways he reclaimed Christianity for me, 
for the ways that his animism just illuminated my heart, for the ways he helped me reclaim the thread of Celtic sensibility that runs through my DNA, and just for the ways that he deeply loved the world and showed us how to love the world. I looked to my side and there growing in the grass was cleavers, gallium apparine, colloquially called Our Lady's Bed Straw. There's old uh, folk stories about cleavers being used in the manger um, for bedding, both for Mary to deliver Jesus and then to um, pad his manger where he was um, laid down to sleep. Gallium has this sweet vanilla sort of aroma when crushed, and it's often where deer bed down. Um, it makes sort of a soft mat. So here where we live, there are big swaths of it through the forest, and the deer often lay there, um, especially in the spring when they're still trying to find warm spaces in the cool nights. So I quickly harvested a handful of Our Lady's bed straw and I wove it into a wreath as I let my heart overflow with gratitude for John and flow down my arms and through my hands and into this plant that I know so well and that I love so much and that I work with so closely here at home to find her sprawling at the foot of my teacher's grave. Um, it just sort of pulled my worlds together and reminded me that home is everywhere. And I left that wreath there knowing that the coastal winds would soon displace it, but at least for a few moments, that gesture, that vessel of my love and my gratitude could be imparted as a gift in this holy place. One of my teachers insists that every poem should be read twice. <laughs> so I'm going to end this episode by reading John's poem one more time. May the blessing of his words and the illumination of this full moon help to encourage you to heal all the the ready wounded places or to love them anyway and to find confidence in the next steps forward on your own path for someone awakening to the trauma of their past for everything under the sun there is a time this is the season of your awkward harvesting. When the pain takes you where you would rather not go. Through the white curtain of yesterdays, to a place you had forgotten you knew from the inside out, and a time when that bitter tree was planted that has grown always invisibly beside you, and whose branches your awakened hands now long to disentangle from your heart. You are coming to see how your looking often darkened when you should have felt safe enough 
to fall toward love. How deep down your eyes were always owned by something that faced them through a dark fester of thorns, converting whoever came into a further figure of the wrong. You could only see what touched you as already torn. Now the act of seeing begins your work of mourning and your memory is ready to show you everything. Having waited all these years for you to return and know only you know where the casket of pain is interred. You will have to scrape through all the layers of covering and according to your readiness, everything will open. May you be blessed with a wise and compassionate guide who can accompany you through the fear and grief until your heart has wept its way to your true self. As your tears fall over that wounded place, may they wash away your hurt and free your heart. May your forgiveness still the hunger of the wound so that for the first time you can walk away from that place, reunited with your banished heart, now healed and freed, and feel the clear, free air Bless your new face. joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.